Ladies and gentlemen, madmen, freaks, throbbers, schnacks, welcome back to the Play On Podcast, episode three with your host, Charlie Palmer. We've got it all for you today. Well, maybe not all of it, but we've got some of it. We've got a UFC wrap up. We've got some uh, NRL Team of the Week stuff. We've got some just general NRL news, whinge of the week, all sorts of other stuff. So let's cue the intro, tee it up, and let's get it going. Charlie, this is future you. You must record a podcast weekly to save the world. Even if it's twice a week, maybe, or sometimes every two weeks. I wouldn't get too caught up on the, the minor details of it all. Because depending, you might be on holiday or not have access to your computer or something like that. That's okay. You just must save the world, Charlie. We are going to save the world. One podcast at a time. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it together. Speaking of together and togetherness, I've been listening to your guys' feedback. Thank you so much for everybody who has uh, reached out and tell me what they really think. Constructive criticism is how you make things get better. And I want this thing to get better because I'm only new to this, right? And I'm giving it a red hot crack. And it's quite an interesting experience for me, like putting myself out there on the line being vulnerable, trying something different because I haven't really ever tried something different. So I've just been chipping away at work and then just getting on the piss on the weekend. So this is heaps different for me. I'm going to give it a real, real good crack. So thanks everybody so much for your support and um, your constructive criticism, which has been perfect because I'm going to try and change it. Hence me not swearing yet, I don't think. I'm trying to say I'm less and I'm going to talk a little bit quicker. And there's heaps of other stuff too, but I'm listening, guys. So if there's anything you ever want to say or whatever, just slide onto my into my DMs on play underscore podcast or what? Is, I can't even plug my own bloody show here. Play underscore on underscore podcast. That's it. Plug away. And if anyone wants to sponsor it, obviously I plug things really well, right? Absolute fool. All right, cool. So yeah, it's going to be a big episode today. I've got heaps of stuff this week, which is pretty cool. Um, it's been heaps of events. There's been the UFC. Um, it's been a few rugby, bit of rugby league news here and there and um, all sorts of stuff. So I think we're going to start with the rugby league, the rugby league. Um, we've got a couple of things. We've got Melbourne Storm halfback Jerome Hughes off contract 2022. Um, he's such an asset to any club, I reckon. Uh, he's stocky little halfback. Weighs 90 kilos, pretty big, eh? Um, he played fullback before. Um, he's only 26. He's got a grand final to his name. And he's off contract to 2022. He really wants to sort it out before the season starts. So, I don't know. I think he's going to ask for like about 800 a year, which I guess is probably about right. But it's a question if Melbourne can afford to to pay him that, I guess, because they got some superstars on their on their roster. Sharks and the Broncos are interested in him. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. So he'll probably stay at Melbourne. I think that's probably what he wants to do because there's a real, really good chance of winning every year, I guess. Um, so there might be a few boats or brown paper bags floating around down there in the culture capital of Australia. Who knows? Uh, other news, teen sensation Joseph Sawali, who's uh, contracted to the Roosters, uh, could be looking to play earlier than expected. So this bike's only 17, so you're not allowed to play uh, first grade until you're 18, I believe. Uh, but, of course, the Roosters been Roosters. They're looking to change the rules to suit themselves. So they've just applied for that. No doubt they'll get it, um, you know, because they've got heaps of money and they do whatever they want. Uh, but this kid's a gun if you haven't seen the videos of how this kid moves on the footy field. 
get around it. I might even share something on the Instagram a bit later on, but uh, he's definitely a future star. And I'm a little bit gutted that the Rabbitohs let him go. Um, so, oh, well, see what happens there. There's absolutely no doubt that this kid's going to throb. Uh, Newcastle Knights ex-captain Mitchell Pearce stepped down as captain last week uh, due to the off-field issues that he's had that I'm not going to get into. Um, so they've now named like a leadership group uh, with Caitlin Ponga, uh, a few others, maybe Safidi. Like uh, I'm not sure I can't name the actual guys. I probably should have researched that a little bit better. But I just want to say that there's absolutely no doubt that I don't care what they say to the media that Mitchell Pearce isn't going to be leading that team around the park. Say what you want about this bloke and his off-field stuff like that. He is a gun footy player and is one of the best halfbacks at club le- up club, club level. He might choke a bit on the big in the big scenes, but you know, week in week out, he's an absolute gun and he is going to be leading that team around. So I don't care what anyone says. Um, we got Malachi Wateni is a Lesniak has announced an early retirement, age twenty nine, which is a little bit disappointing for him. I'd imagine um, he suffered acute kidney failure in the off season which is hectic as. Uh, hope he's all right. Uh, the Tonga Nines representative, Canterbury Bulldogs player, decided to pull the pin on the career. Um, it's a little bit sad for him, but I guess it's probably the right call. He's got a family and stuff like that, and footy isn't everything. So if you want to support that bloke, I think him and his brother Dallin have a watch company. Zelezniak Watches, I think they're called. Um, and if you two blokes are listening, send me up one, and I'll plug your bloody watches every day of the week because they look pretty schmick. Uh, Tom Starling of Canberra Raiders uh, has had six of the seven assault charges dropped against him from the New South Wales police. He still has one charge of hindering that his lawyer says that he'll be fighting. Hindering? Like, what's that? Just hindering? I have no idea. So, um, yeah, he'll be fighting that one. I guess hindering the course of justice or something like that would be the thing, but... The coppers pretty much reckoned that um, at a restaurant late last year, uh, Starling and his brothers and another mate became aggressive and assaulted police. Um, there was also people saying that he reached for a copper's gun and stuff like that, which, if true, hectic as. Do not recommend doing that. That's a really good way to get a bit of lead in your diet. Um, but since then, I think some footage has come out and none of it actually happened and the cops were just lying. Uh which is pretty disappointing uh, for the coppers to do that. Um, not really sure the full story on that one. Similar thing happened to Curtis Scott earlier on in the year, I think, and his charges were also dropped. So Canberra Raiders are two, New South Wales Police zero. They might be the bogey team. It also makes you wonder how much like other stuff the coppers are lying about. But that is a completely different story. I guess. Uh, That's the rugby league kind of news I've got. I know it's off-season stuff, so I'm also going to do some team wrap-up stuff um, a little bit later, but let's move on to some Whinge of the Week. Wiki, Whinge of the Week. Wiki, 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 Whinge of the Week. Wiki, Wiki. Wiki, Wiki, Whinge of the Week. Wiki, 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 Whinge of the Week. Ruben Wiki. Whinge of the Week this week, guys. It's a big one for me anyway. I'm a bit of a smoothie guy. I love smoothies. I make smoothies for myself every day on a weekend, maybe a bit hungover, a few too many skewies the night before, go down to the local cafe and think I'm going to try something else, maybe like a, a mango or something or a berry blitz or, or whatever the hell they call it. And you get your smoothie and you're so keen and then they give you a paper straw and you just think, are you the devil? Why would you give me that paper straw? 
two two sucks out of this straw, it's going to turn to absolute shit, and it's going to everything's going to taste like cardboard, and I'm going to be sad, and my Sunday's ruined because of this straw. Now, look, I'm I'm not against saving the environment. I think plastic and non-recyclable plastic is a horrible thing, and I want the turtles to live, and I want the dolphins to be happy, and I understand that. But I mean, SpaceX just put a satellite, like 143 satellites into orbit in a one one rocket launch. And then they land the thing back on Earth on a landing pad in the middle of the ocean or whatever, about the size of a center square for an AFL game. Like, are you kidding? Can Elon, if you're listening, mate, can you work on the straw game? Can you give me something a bit better? I want I'm environmentally friendly. I want to be able to use it. And I don't want my $15,000 smoothie that I just paid for at the local hippie cafe to taste like cardboard. Is that so much to ask in this modern world? Now, if anyone smarter than me can come up with something like that, hit me up, slide into the DMs. I'm keen to go into business and I'll plug it. I'll plug it to all hundred listeners, all hundred. And thank you everyone for listening. That's Winge of the Week done. I've got a couple more, but I'm going to save them. I don't think I'm ever going to be short of Winge of the Week though, just quietly. So, all right, let's move on. Team of the Week is the Team of the Week. It's the NRL, NRL Team of the Week. As the NRL season approaches us slowly but surely, I'm going to go through week by week, pick a team, and just give a quick little wrap-up and analysis and give you my opinion and where they're at and how they're going to go. And I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to work my way to the bottom geographically, guys. Don't get excited. I'm going to start with the North Queensland Cowboys. I think that they've got a lot to improve on from last year. They got 14th last year. They would have been bitterly disappointed with that, especially with some of the players they've got. Um, But leading into this year, I reckon they might be having a little bit more of a chance. They've got a new coach, Todd Payton, over from the Warriors. He did the fill-in role for them last year. Um, And he did a great job, I thought. Uh, He's obviously ex-player and stuff. Uh, They'll be pumped having him there. I think he's going to be a really good get for them. Um, They've lost Gavin Cooper and John Asiata in the middle. So a little bit of experience, both kind of representative players in their own right. Um, They've re-signed Francis Molo and Kyle Felt, which is good. Kyle Felt loves getting over for a bit of meat. Um, they're team quality players. They've got Tal Malolo, obviously run meters every every week, just ridiculous, ridiculous meters. And his post-contact meters are out, out of this world as well. He's probably the best forward in the game. He's probably the best I've ever seen. He's, uh, we've got Michael Morgan, ever the consistent player, um, and Valentine Holmes is obviously a rep player, bit of a gun. like, And he only just came back last year, so I think it took him a while to get really used to it. Um, so I think this year he's going to throb pretty hard for him. Um, they've got a couple of other standouts. I think Francis Molo is pretty good off the bench, bit of impact. I think he might have a better year this year. And they got that young fella, um, Hamiso Tabai Fadal. Sorry if I mispronounced that, mate. Um, but he's a rising star, and he is just so good to watch with the footy in his hand. The bloke flies, and just a little bit of a little bit of sass about him. You know what I mean? Just yeah, he he's just looks like an out and out footy player. Eyes up, all that kind of stuff. Um, Def's a team to watch in 2021, in my opinion. Um, as long as Josh Maguire doesn't give away too many penalties and gets sent off, a bit of a grub. But you do need those guys in your team, and I do understand that. 
Um, yep, new coach. Uh, I reckon probably around about maybe eighth. I'm going to call eighth for North Queensland. I've got a bit of a soft spot for them, so um, I hope they do pretty well. Um, they've got a new stadium, heaps of fans, massive rugby league community up there. So I think rugby league's going pretty good if North Queensland are going good. So, yeah, up the Cowboys, I guess. Good luck, boys. This segment is on the UFC, where people punch, kick, choke, and elbow their way to victory, no matter what the cost. Speaking of cost, Dana, if you're listening, $55 for pay-per-view is a little bit expensive, man. Come on. Unless the boys come around and everyone chips in. But then there's always that one dog mate who doesn't pay. Anyway, the UFC. I've just paid $54.95 to watch a bunch of people try and end each other in Abu Dhabi, and it was utterly entertaining. It was the UFC. Um, great afternoon out. Um, not for the faint-hearted, though. So if you're not into blood sport, then I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Uh, recommend you watching it. What's the next step? Is it going to go full gladiatorial, you know, Russell Crowe, gladiator-style stuff, giving everyone weapons and animals and tigers and chariots and bow and arrows? We can only hope. In my Facebook feed the other day was this thing that came up. And it was like a bunch of Russian dudes doing like three-on-three MMA fighting, but they were also doing parkour, like flips. And it was in like an obstacle course. And there was like refs everywhere. And there was like the crowd like up on upper level, like just drinking vodka. It was so Russian and crazy. And it got me thinking, like, is that the next step? Because it was just insane, man. There's this dude's just tackling and flipping and who knows what. I'm going to try and find that video and I'll try and put it on my Instagram uh, for you guys. Play underscore podcast. I really can't plug my own Instagram. Play underscore on underscore podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow. Really got to get better at the old plug. But anyway, UFC, great afternoon out. Uh, I watched four fights, I think. Um, the first one was Amanda Rebass versus Marina Rodriguez. We actually had a, a podcast multi-bet on this one. Um, Ashley Williams' hot tip, you know, sure thing, all this kind of stuff was getting thrown out there. Rebass got smoked. Second round, I think. She just got absolutely pumped by this other Rodriguez chick. And this Rodriguez chick, yeah, had just some heavy hands on her for a 50 two kilo woman like that's think about 52 kilos for a second it's two cement two and a half cement bags and a, 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 a bottle of milk 52 kilos these chicks were animals man it was crazy as it was really entertaining um then there was another fight uh there was this middleweight fight between uh andrew sanchez who's the least mexican looking dude you've ever seen he's actually this like white guy he looked a bit like greg bird with a mullet I was rooting for him. I liked his I liked his atmosphere, little mullet hanging around, he's dancing around. Uh, he was fighting, uh, excuse me for the name, uh, uh, Makmap Muradov from Uzbekistan. And he was like your typical Russian-looking psychopath guy. They all had that like crazy little fringe heading over the top of their forehead. And he looked like he just like war-torn, angry, fighting for his like family style thing. And then I saw him and I was like, geez, Sanchez doesn't have a chance. And he didn't. Uh, Sanchez got pumped. Absolutely rattled him. Uh, you might have seen some stuff online. He was doing the chicken dance and all sorts of stuff. 
he just fed him and then they gave him a big feed on the way down, extra garlic bread, the whole the whole works. Um, really entertaining fight. Um, then we had another chick fight, uh, Scottish bird, who looked like every other Scottish bird you've ever seen in your life. She was like short, pale, um, ginger, angry. Um, she probably stole the other bird's stuff on the way out because she was from Glasgow. No, nah, I'm just joking. Shout out to all my Glasgow friends. Um, I hope you're staying safe uh, due to not only COVID, but just living in Glasgow. Uh, yeah, that fight was pretty good. Uh, those two chicks hated each other, and the Scottish girl just the Scottish girl just started kicking this um, American bird in the face heaps of times, and it seemed to work. I guess if you do get kicked in the face heaps, it sucks and you lose. So that's exactly what happened in that fight. Um, really technical analysis of the UFC fights, isn't it? <laughs> I'm obviously an expert. Um, and then the co-main event uh, was between the the Kiwi fella Dan Hangman Hooker. And uh, this cocky, socky American bloke called Michael Chandler. I think Chandler came from Bellator, like another another fighting company. And he looks like he's been on a 12-week bloody, you know, high-grade Latvian industrial strength anabol program because he was absolutely shredded. Like, he had a baby turtle on his stomach and he's a little nuggety-looking dude. But, uh, yeah, he came out, gets the Kiwi fella and... Rocked him, eh? Just rocked this Kiwi. The Kiwi guy was like the kind of rangier, taller guy, a bit more reach and stuff. And uh, the American bloke smoked him. And then classic American style, like just jumped up on the railing, did the biggest backflip you've ever seen, grabbed the mic off the guy interview and called out every bloody dude in the UFC, said he's the best ever and blah, 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 blah. Grabbed the American flag, put it around his back, yelling at everybody. Shut up, dickhead. Like, you're a good fighter, but just shut up. Be a bit more humble, but hey, I'm not going to say that to his face. If you are listening, Mr. Chandler, well done, mate. You did great, and you're looking good, looking good. You know, slide into my DMs, tell me your secrets. Tell me what um, tell me what juice you're on and how you don't get caught. Moving forward to the actual main event uh, was the UFC's money man, Conor McGregor, versus Louisiana's favorite maniac, Dustin Poirier. Poirier? I always get that name mixed up. I practiced it like 16 times before I did this, but I'm sorry about that, Dustin. I don't know if I did it right, man, but I probably didn't. It just always reminds me of Sidney Portier. I'm not sure if you remember that actor. That I do. The first thing I notice when these blokes walk out to the joint is that Connor's got the skitziest Rolls Royce I've ever seen, and he's looking a million bucks in what I can only describe as a suit that looks more expensive than my house. On the other hand, though, Dustin walks in and he's wearing the most hideous shirt I've ever seen in my life. And I thought to myself, if you're wearing that shirt, you really don't care about anything. Like if you're a like worldwide universal television live pay-per-view kind of thing, and you, you that's the shirt you picked. Like he only cares about the fighting and you've got to kind of respect that too. As they come out to fight, they both look shredded within an inch of their lives. I'm slightly aroused, to be honest, by Dustin's throbability. So is the missus, because she's now tuned in. <laughs> He's actually a pretty, pretty good-looking bloke, according to the missus, and I tend to agree. Um, I noticed that Dustin's team of eight fellas all have matching shoes, which I thought was pretty cute. Must be confusing when they all go to like a traditional Japanese restaurant and you have to take your shoes off, but that's a story for another time. Um, I also noticed that Buffer, Bruce Buffer, is like a little bit more than usual up and about for this one. I don't know if Dana got in his ear and said, like, look, Buffs, we Buffs, I don't know he calls him Buffs, look, we really need you to get it, get a, get bouncing around for this one because he was, like, jumping 
and I could see the veins in his head pulsating as he's like saying his words. Well, maybe he's just getting older. I don't know, but he was really, really, really into it. And he looked fantastic in his lavender dinner jacket as well. Um, so shout out to Buffs if you're listening, mate. Good on you. Round one, um, they were throwing some hands, a few hisses, a few hosses, a couple of shoulders, a bit of a grapple. I think I even saw a foot stomp, which was new to me. I don't know if that happens a lot, but foot stomp's crazy, crazy move. Uh, a couple of crazy spin kicks getting thrown, but all in all, decent round, pretty even. I, I probably went to Connor. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it seemed like he maybe maybe won that one. It was a bit more aggressive or something like that. It didn't matter in the end anyway. Round two gets underway, and the whole fight, um, Dustin had just been kicking Connor's leg, like front legs, kicking the shit out of his leg, and it was mangled, eh? And you could tell that it was bothering Connor, and he's really concerned about it. But the concern quickly went to his face because... Dustin landed one and just rocked him, gave him a, Connor tried to counter, like he was going down and Dustin just fed him and he needed a miracle and even as a devout Catholic, he was not getting one because he got, he just got smoked, like it was just an out and out win, um, no doubt about it that Connor just wasn't up to it, um, he got beaten fair and square, um, Dustin's team obviously had a plan to just, I guess it's one of the oldest Plans in the MMA book. If there's any MMA legends out there that can tell me, but kick him in the leg, punch him in the face routine. It's a, uh, it's a pretty good method if you ask me. No, it was a great fight. Um, and I'd probably guess that there'll be another one between these two because it's it's one all. Connor looked rocked, man. I don't know where he's going to go from here, but he hasn't been winning lately, has he? So it was just a crazy, 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 crazy thing I didn't expect to see. And I, I like an underdog. So well done. Well done to Dustin for sure. Um, Connor was gracious in defeat and he's just, you know, and I liked that. He was real professional about it. And so was Dustin. So um, all in all, I really enjoyed my $54.95 worth of fighting yesterday afternoon. Um, sometimes you just got to take your licks and Connor took them and I got to respect that. So hope you liked my in-depth <laughs> professional analysis of the fights. I mean, obviously I've got heaps of experience with MMA, um, never been really into a fight. The odd one here and there, nothing special. I'm definitely not a fighter. Just ask that guy at this casino when he broke me nose. Anyway, let's move on. Thanks for listening. Do you like shit tips? Do you like throwing money away? Will you come to the right place? Because last week, far out, we started off so well. Come out of the gates, just galloping. Leverkusen, huge at-home victory against Bundesliga heavyweights, Dortmund. And we just come out, and that was, that was the rough one. That was the rough one, $3.10. All we had then was a couple of fights, sure things. Sure things, Ashley Williams reckons. Ashley Williams, shit tipper, ordinary drinker. Big spray coming your way, big fella. Nah, just joking. Amanda Rebass, as we just heard, got flogged. Connor, see you later, buddy. No way. And then the Packers, as we speak, just not winning. <laughs> so, look, that multi's gone. We've got to get the bad ones out of the way, and then we've got to focus on the positive stuff. Last half full mentality. And that's punting. Licks taken, moving on. 
We've got some new tipsters in this week and some heavyweights in the gambling world. Guzru, Kieran Hale, of, ha, owns a horse. I mean, he owns a horse, you know. It's a Clydesdale, a working horse, but he still owns a horse. Uh, Heat, the Brisbane Heat, he reckons, are going to cause a massive upset over the Scorchers in the 2020 Big Bash tomorrow night at $2.21. Then we got uh, my pick, and I reckon the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Bucks, are going to win the Super Bowl, and that's $2.30, and they're rank outsiders. But uh, Tom Brady, mate, you know what I mean? And then big Willie Solway, um, Shout out to the Maruchador Swans. He's a new 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 prop for them this year. He reckons Caulfield Race 7, number 9, all banter tomorrow. Tuesday, Caulfield Races. Australia Day, all banter. Makes sense to me. Craig Williams on it. How's the melon on Craig Williams? <laughs> two, uh, his form's 2-1-8 spell and had two wins since then. Um, $2.60 they want for that. So combining all them up, multiing them up, um, and you power it on sports bet, uh, it was $16.78. So I've put 10 bucks on that one. So I'm hoping that one comes through. If you want to follow it, follow at your own peril and always gamble responsibly is what I would say uh, because many a man bank account has been beaten to gambler's neon claw. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Anyway, good luck to us. Let's go. Punt on. This is the part where we wrap up and I'll probably do a little spiel about stuff. Probably tell you about next week too. Wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Yeah. Yep. You guessed it. We're going to wrap this up. Just want to quickly say thanks to everyone who has like either shared my stuff, liked my photos, uh, given me a review on Apple podcasts, given me some five-star action all that kind of thing. Just the people who have reached out and, and said g'day and I haven't spoken to in years. It's been pretty pretty sweet to see that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of growing. I've, I've had over 100 and something downloads and I've got some new followers on, on Instagram. Uh, that's play underscore on underscore podcast. I actually plugged it better this time. So uh, it's funny feeling putting yourself out there and being vulnerable to people. So um, it, the response has been pretty cool and i uh, anything else that I can change or if you want me to talk about anything in particular, I will definitely give it a good old crack a Rooney. So uh, next week, we're probably going to be talking about some Australian Open stuff leading into the tennis, who's hot, who's not. We've got much of the same. We're going to do another team analysis, some more whinges of the weeks. Uh, hopefully the multi gets up and we can all celebrate. Who knows? Sky's the limit. Tune in next week and thanks so much for listening this week. Take it easy.